Welcome to Talk Flagler. You're looking to local personalities, businesses, and everything west of the beach waves. I'm your host, Joey Santos-Jones, and on this episode, we're talking to community leader, field organizer for the Florida Democratic Party, community relations advocate for the Family Life Center, and impromptu speaker at the recent Black Lives Matter protest in Flagler Beach. No need to get worked up. It's just time to perk up. Gary Perkins. Gary, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, like I said, I think you uh, might have came up with a campaign slogan for me if I ever run. So I'm going to have to give you credit for that. that that's a good one. You can see the shirts, the perk up, perk up movement. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because uh, a lot of, you know, my close friends, they call me Perk, you know, because my last name is Perkins. Uh, so uh, it fits well. Our, our humongous research team, that was one of the things that they pulled up was was Perk. So tried to work it up in any kind of way. Now, I let in with everything that you do and a lot of what you represent, but who is Gary Perkins the person? What motivates you each day to contribute to your community? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just a regular person. Uh, just for me, it's just really trying to strive to live an active and healthy lifestyle uh, mentally, physically and spiritually. man. so just, you know, progressing every day and uh, really just, hey, you know, taking it day by day and and really just trying to get better, you know. What does community leader mean to you as a title? Uh, somebody that, that tries to push the culture of the community forward. I think uh, we have a lot of underrepresented groups uh, here, uh, you know, as far as leadership goes. Uh, so someone that's trying to, you know, tie in all those groups and really work together to make sure that everyone's being served on the right level. You're a busy dude. Uh, among other things, you're also the uh, on the board for the Young Professionals Group. I believe you're the board chair. Um, Correct. What are young people in our community telling you about their needs when it comes to succeeding locally? And does Flagler do enough to spark youth innovation? Uh, I think, you know, just in my opinion, like the, the youth in our area, they just really want a seat at the table. Uh, I think, you know, for years it's been this way that, you know, we, we didn't know what would what was best for ourselves, you know, growing up in our twenties, I'm 33 now, but you know, my whole twenties was like, well, you don't know, you don't know. Uh, but now I've been, you know, a career man for, since I was 18 and like, I have a lot of life experience. Uh, so with everyone, I think, you know, it's time for us to really just step up and, and really take on a lot of leadership roles. And for you, it sounds like something in your 20s, you were kind of searching for that voice and, and searching to be heard. And now with so much community involvement that, that you have, do you feel like you can be a voice for those people who feel like they're not being heard? Yeah, I think I think I, I'm able to tie in, uh, especially working with different organizations, just trying to bring everyone together. I have like a, a, a foot in every organization and just keep my ears to the streets uh, about their needs and their missions. Uh, but, you know, I think it's, it's really something for uh, when people come together, they can accomplish a lot more. Well, talking about that, you, you also do work with the Family Life Center, um, and they have a lot of support services. If people didn't know, the program's been around since 1987. Uh, they offer support groups for almost everything, emergency shelter, crisis counseling, court advocacy, uh, emotional support, domestic violence, sexual violence. Do you feel like people know enough about it? And if they don't, what can we do as a community to help spread the word about the Family Life Center? 
Uh, so, you know, it, it's really, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a funny situation uh, because with, you know, the Family Life Center and servicing domestic violence and sexual assault uh, survivors, it's not something that you want to advertise because uh, the subject is, is very, you know, it's very personal. Uh, so especially in a small community, I think it's it's you have to go about it a certain way uh, where it's just really more awareness uh, and education. Um, you know, I just joined on this past year. So for me, it was using my network and my social media to really uh, put, you know, forth the effort to uh, make sure that everyone knew. Uh, what we did and how we did it and that it's, uh, you know, a hundred percent confidential and we're always there. Do you still, do you feel like there's still a taboo or a stigma? Just, you know, someone trying to publicly say like, Hey, I need help here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's something that, you know, we've seen uh, in recent years, honestly, uh, especially being in Flagler County, because everybody thinks, okay, uh, this is paradise. It doesn't happen. Uh, But as we can see, even with the uh, COVID-19 crisis, uh, domestic violence calls have risen, you know, so uh, a lot of it with the COVID-19 is so you have everybody in the house and the survivors, they don't have that outlet. They couldn't go get their, their nails and hair done, you know, so that they can have some time to get, escape, you know, what they're going through. Uh, so COVID-19 really put like a, a strap on, you know, just being able to, to express yourself and, and get help if needed. So there, there is a lot of discreet messaging that people can do. Um, and the Family Life Center on social media, you guys do a great job of talking directly to people. Um, and you recently did one about TikTok and domestic violence. Uh, I, th- I think it's, you know, we're just trying to, like I said, education and awareness. Uh, we, you know, came together as a team and, you know, we put together a, like a marketing mission. And that mission was to not only reach the older generation, but the younger generation as well. Uh, because one of our services at the Family Life Center is uh, youth services as well. So uh, getting into the schools, unfortunately, you know, with COVID, that kind of messed everything up. Uh, so we have some ideas on just getting a little bit more proactive and really, you know, putting a face to domestic violence and sexual assault in the communities, just so that, you know, anybody that needs help, they, they know who to reach out to or what they can do to help. Uh, recently, uh, Palm Coast and Flagler and Benel, like many cities across the country, had uh, ha- had protests for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and within our community, it seems like it, it really sparked some serious conversations in households, amongst friends, even family. Uh, you see it on social media. There's, there's basically two sides of the coin and there's a lot of people in the middle. Um, asking the questions, am I doing enough to show solidarity? Am I speaking up? Am I, you know, am I just silent in this whole thing? Is it okay for me to be silent? Are you having those hard conversations right now in, with friends? And what can they do to show solidarity? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I try to be as vocal as I can on social media, as well as respectful. Um, you know, uh, one one of the things that, you know, really 
took me aback was actually when I showed up to the first, first protest, you know, the, the amount of diversity that was there and, uh, you know, it raged in, you know, ages young to old that were there. And it was really, really interesting to, to see the dynamics of uh, the protests as a whole. But even talking to, you know, someone that might, might be on the other side, uh, just before that, I had a conversation with the gentleman and, you know, it, it really showed me that, all right, well, we may have thought different, but I think even now with, you know, the whole George Floyd situation, uh, you know, they're coming out of their shell as well. Like, hey, I support you guys, you know, and, and to see a grown man, you know, really just apologize for the way that he might have thought, you know, a year ago or two years ago, uh, it shows where this country is uh, going uh, as far as direction and, and social change. And a lot of the social dialogue happens in person. And unfortunately, because of COVID, um, we don't necessarily get to have those conversations in person anymore. But like you said, you talk to someone who might have been on the other side side of the aisle, but talking to you and actually seeing the way and the effects of everything happening in the nation seem to kind of turn him. Do you feel like social media is kind of uh, a distraction to everything going on more than helping? Uh, yeah, social media can be a distraction. Uh, social, you know, I, I, I'm 33. Like I said, I, I was on, you know, AOL when it first came out, <laughs> as, you know, like like a, a, a preteen. Uh, and so I'm like, all right, I can connect with anybody. But Come I on, think chat. Who's up? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was a funny story. I, I want to, like, write a book about, you know, my online experience uh, and name it, like, Age Sex Location. You know, because that was like the thing back in the day uh, to figure out who was who and where everybody was at. Um, but, yeah, I think social media can be used uh, for good. Uh, and I think that's that's how I'm going to use it. So I can't even speak on what I've seen because it's it's been from from everybody. You know, I think a lot of people are upset and they're really making their opinions heard on social media. But it's all about that relationship building. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think you can really build a relationship on social media, especially when you have so many other people chiming in because, you know, it might be a, a, a great conversation, uh, impactful conversation, but then you have, you know, somebody that they call a troll or, you know, to come in and, and spark something. Now you're dealing with that. So now you're, 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 your heart beats heavy and, <laughs> you know, it, it gets serious sometimes. Here we and go. I, yeah, exactly. I, I try to, you know, there, there's a lot more work to be done on the backside of things as far as uh, communication. So I just try to, you know, focus on that and the, the true root of organization. And in our in our county, um, thankfully, had peaceful peaceful protests. Um, our county generally seems to do well in a lot of these events. Um, but you found yourself speaking in the moment at Flagler Beach. Uh, what's it like to capture a moment like that? And what was going through your head? Uh, you know, and like you said, yeah, I, I didn't know what was, you know, this wasn't like something that was really, really organized <laughs> to, to, all right, well, we're going to have speakers. I didn't know what to, this was my first, my first March, you know, and it gave me goosebumps. I'm like going over across that bridge. It was like, wow, uh, this is powerful, you know? Um, but as far as, you know, just, uh, what it's like to be in that moment, like this is, you know, the moment that everybody's listening. So for me, I'm used to speaking in, in front of big crowds like that, uh, but I wanted to make sure that uh, there was a conversation after 
you know, the protests. And that that's that was my my initial mission to really make sure, hey, guys, I'm taking contact information. We can organize. We can, you know, really talk about the issues that matter to us and make sure that, you know, we're holding our leaders accountable. Um, but I just, like I said, you know, it, it gave me goosebumps to, uh, to see so many people there. Uh, and, you know, I just, I didn't know I was going to be as big as it was or <laughs> that I was going to speak, but I'm very uh, happy that it turned out the way it did. And uh, kudos to, you know, uh, Madison from Sally's Ice Cream for at least uh, organizing the one that I spoke at. There's been numerous ones uh, throughout the county over the last couple of weeks. And, yeah. uh, you know, just... And they're all, it seems like they're all organized by the younger generation. So it's really, really cool. So, so what happens after here? Um, obviously, protests are still going across the country. And, and in some areas like Atlanta, uh, things got escalated. But here, right here in Flagler, like, how do we keep the dialogue going after after these protests? Is it county leaders taking a hold of it? Or is it or, more organization or and more organizing? It's definitely uh, organizing, man. Uh, it's all about, you know, when you, when you go through like webinars and you learn about organizing, it's all about that hard ask. So, all right. Yeah. So you, you pretty much, you know, you meet someone and you build a relationship with that person, but it's like, all right, well, can you volunteer for this? Or uh, what are you willing to do? You know, what are your skills? Because every, everyone plays an important part in organizing. Uh, and it really, I, you know, me, as uh, just you know, somebody that's being the the like a field organizer, I can't do everything. So it's about you yeah. know delegating and making sure that every stone is you know uh, turned or what was the saying? Uh, every stone doesn't go unturned. Or left un- left unturned. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I just want to make sure that. Uh, when, when it comes down to organization uh, that, you know, I have the contacts that, that really want to help out the community and, and push it forward. So, so generally on this podcast, we, we talk on a local level, but I mean, w- with something like this, you kind of have to talk on a national level. Do you think something on an educational level, just in new curriculum in schools, kind of teaching more about the rich black history in this country and just being honest about what happened in the past and where we are? And what the messaging I, is that will that will definitely help. Uh, I think, you know, education is, is so big to me, um, you know, just I, I don't think teachers get enough credit. I don't think they get enough resources. Uh, so that's something that, you know, I really want to address uh, moving forward in Flagler County, at least. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the youth is our best investment. Uh, so whether it's uh the education, the board of education or uh, social groups. I think the schools and social groups might need to work a little bit better together so that you, you can have an organization like the Family Life Center come in and, you know, talk about team bullying and, uh, you know, just mental health issues. Uh, I think, you know, you do have, you know, young professional group come in and try to mentor students and pair mentorship up, you know, so just building a balance between uh, social organizations and the education system, I think will uh, benefit us in the long run. And, and I was going to actually ask you what you think, uh, you know, there's an election coming up and what a big issue uh, for you and the young professionals and, and a lot of the young voices would be. But it sounds to me just giving them an opportunity, a lot of the bright minds to, if they have ideas for businesses, if 
if they want to be creative is just giving them opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And, and showing that, you know, no matter where you came from, uh, you know, as far as social class or uh, education, that, you know, you have support. Uh, and I think that's one thing that the Young Professional Group really does well is we try to, uh, you know, just try to bridge the gap between the older generation before us and the younger generation because we kind of know the lingo, we know the social media game. And networking uh, is hard with with a different generation. You just feel like you don't know necessarily what to say to them. Yeah, yeah, but we also we have we have like you know. Uh, uh, lunches, power lunches that, you know, yeah. will help with that. Uh, I think, you know, if, if you're not coming out with, uh, coming out of COVID-19 with like a new skill or, you know, something that, uh, you may not have been comfortable with going into COVID, but you know, you, you worked on it. Like, I think that's going to benefit everybody, uh, going forward. So, I mean, just just trying to bridge that gap between the older generation and the younger generation is, is super important to uh, all that we do with the young professionals. So something we like to do on the podcast to end is we like to play a game with our guests. Uh, each time it's made for the guest. It just happened that this time uh, I hit hit it right on the head with you because you happen to be a big movie buff and you also like wrestling. Uh, Love wrestling. Love wrestling. <laughs> Uh, so you I mean, that that was me when I was younger, you know. I, I, I honestly, I'm a I, what everyone calls an introvert. I would be locked in my room playing Legos, watching wrestling 24 uh, seven, and it's so funny because you know I come down here and I'm perceived to be this big extrovert, but I, I just like I said, I just like the relationship build. Uh, but I think I'm going to choose choose movies if because I think wrestling might be too easy. Well, we will see. Your game, Gary Perkins, is movie title or professional wrestler. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Oh, I get to choose. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to list either a movie title or a professional wrestler. You just have to tell me it's a movie title. No, that's a professional wrestler. I got you. Let's, let's put time on my invisible clock. Gary Perkins, are you ready? I am ready. Zorb, Zorba the Greek. Wow. I'm going to have to go with wrestler. That's a movie title. What? Big oh, and stud. No way. All right. You got me there. Interesting. Your second one is Big John Stud. Big John Stud. These are pretty hard. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with wrestler. That is a wrestler, Big John Studd okay. from the '80s. Yeah, like, and, and the thing is, it's just like you know, like I've never heard of. I can either never heard of the movie title, or I can I've never heard of the the wrestler. So it's like, it's it's pretty interesting. That's our crack research team, hard at work to find obscure <laughs> wrestlers from the '80s, and also movie You're titles right. you probably haven't heard of. Um, <laughs> there's gonna be a few here that you've heard of. Speaking of number three. Jackie Brown. Uh, definitely a movie. Movie, that is correct. Yeah, Pam Greer. Number four, The Wild Samoans. Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I feel like, you know, maybe like uh, The Rock's father might have been part of this group if they were wrestlers. Um, 
I don't think I've ever seen a movie. I used to work at Blockbuster, and I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie uh, called The Wild Moon. So I'm going to say wrestler. They are wrestlers, yes. All right. Uh, shout out to Blockbuster. <laughs> Rest in peace, Blockbuster, man. That was like the best job that I ever had. It was so cool. I also, people. too, worked at Blockbuster, making movie nights better than ever. <laughs> Make sure you get those bundles, uh, popcorn, candy, and a drink. Those upsells. Number... <laughs> Number six, Donnie Darko. Ah, uh, movie. One of my favorite movies. With, uh, movie. Jake Gyllenhaal. That is yeah. correct. Yeah, I was. Uh, I might watch that tonight. Honestly, that was, that was a cult classic. Number seven, we're going with Burt Wonderstone. Ooh, Burt Wonderstone. That name sounds so familiar. I'm gonna say movie. That is a movie title. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Number eight, Simon Birch. Uh, that is definitely a movie, the title. That is a movie, yes, you are correct, Gary Perkins. And it's about the, the little kid, right? Uh, like, he spent a summer, he was, I think, disabled, and uh, he, like, met a, a friend. And it, was, I think it was a very, very sad book. I think I cried at the end of that movie. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the research team. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah. Very sad movie. Um, the next one is Hercules Hernandez. I would go ahead and say wrestler. That is a wrestler. Yes. And and for your final one. Yeah. Is dynamite kid. Dynamite kid. Huh? That's a, that's a tough one right there. Cause that that would make a good wrestling name, but also I might want to see a movie. Oh, I'm going to go with wrestler. That is correct. Gary Perkins, you got nine out of ten. Correct. <laughs> Very well done. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show, Gary. And if you have any plugs that you want to do right now, this is your chance. Uh, definitely. Um, make sure, you know, if you don't know what the Family Life Center does, uh, please look us up, as well as the Young Professional Group. Uh, here in Fire County, we've got some big things coming post-COVID, uh, so look out for that. You can follow it uh, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and also make sure that you register to vote because that's the only way that we're going to uh, create long-lasting change in our community. Uh, but if you're looking to volunteer, please get in touch with me. My email is gperk, G-P-E-R-K, 0115 at gmail.com, and I hope to to, you know, guide you in any direction that I can. And for us, you can find us on askflagler.com launching June 29th, your newer news website for Flagler County. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, hit that forward slash askflagler. And if you'd like to be on the podcast, reach out to our email, podcast at askflagler.com. It doesn't matter how big you are, how small you are, we want to hear your story. For the AskFlagler.com team, the Talk Flagler podcast, and our guest, Gary Perkins, I'm Joey Santos-Jones. Thanks for listening.